is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. So what is poverty? Well, if you look up any dictionary or definition book or you you Google poverty or definition of poverty, you're likely to come across different words that usually boil down to the same thing. It's financially very poor. It's the, the state of being extremely poor, the state of being inferior in quality or insufficient in amount. If you go to the Institute for Research on Poverty... Um, it's a website, IRP, you will find that the official poverty measure, and you you can read it down, and there's different charts, because it depends on how many people you have in your family, and your location, because it differs from state to state, but it's all financial. Now, I've worked with people who are very poor in Ireland, I did a Years ago, I used to was very involved in a, in an organization that helped people on the ground, and I learned a lot about poverty. That was there. I have often said myself, I I'm not rich. Um, in fact, in many ways, I'm very poor financially. But is poverty just a financial situation? Is poverty just the fact that, you know, if you live in poverty, you just don't have enough money? Is that where poverty is? Is is that why, where, is that the culture we live in that like what I spoke about in the first segment where it's all about earthly, it's all about winning, it's all about money, it's all about looking good, and that's it. There's no deeper meaning. Well, I contest that there is. And in some ways, there are people in America today who live in poverty and financially they're very rich. And over the coming weeks and months, I want to talk to you about different poverties that I see because I'm going to be blunt about it. For the next three, four months, you're going to hear about poverty on in on the campaign trail, whether it's through the presidential candidates, whether it's through people running for the House and the Senate. You're going to hear about different definitions. You're going to hear about the middle class struggling, and you're going to hear about you know wages been stagnant, and they were all problems which we are going to address in this show going forward. But when it comes to poverty, it all revolves boils down to two things one it's financial and two you got to vote for me to help overturn poverty they always forget the fact that the war on poverty started in the 60s under johnson and it hasn't gotten any better and you've spent trillions of dollars 
I'm going to talk to you about poverties that I see growing in your society because I've seen them firsthand in Ireland and in Europe that are not financial. They are a lot harder to fix and there isn't a government program to fix them even if you wanted to. Today I want to talk to you about a poverty of logic, of reason, of truth and of self-thinking. How many people today actually think we are creatures based on reason and logic and not creatures based on emotion? How many people think today truth matters? You know, it's ironic. Um, if you've listened to this show for a long time, thank you. But you know I'm a huge fan of technology. We have so much technology today. You have you can do so many things on your phone today. It's incredible. You know, you can go to YouTube and you can watch someone speak. You know, you can go to, to SoundCloud and listen to my show anytime or to iTunes or now Google Play. And those they're up there forever. You can see my first show um, from, from a year ago. There is no hiding with technology today because it's constant. And yes, truth seems to matter nothing. Because you've got political candidates. Pundits will go out and say something. And then they'll go on the next day and say, I never said that. You want a prime example? I'm not talking politics, but just to give you the most recent example. Hillary Clinton. I didn't lie about my email server. FBI said, yeah, you did. And then afterwards, they said I didn't lie. I can watch the video. I can see it. He said you lied. They didn't, and yet she's out on the campaign trail. Going, they did, they did, they they said I didn't lie. They, you know, it's it came back clear. Yet I can get a video on my phone that says it's the press conference. It's not even a pundit like me talking about it. It's the actual individual the FBI guy who gave that press conference saying it. You can get it at any time. It's not like you have to go to a library when I was growing up. Yet, how many people think truth matters? Because there are 20, 30, 40% of the population, ever how much it is, who believe her when she says, they didn't say it. They said I was innocent. How many people actually want truth? How many people actually think for themselves today? How many people actually think and find their own position in life? You know, if you read any small bit of history, you will understand that when it comes to free thinking, not only is it still very much a revolutionary thought, but there are people who seek to crush it. You know, there's always the the famous example, cause, and I use this because it's in our culture today, but there were people who at one point said the world was round and they were laughed at and their characters were destroyed. Yet now we take that for fact. We know that to be true, through science and through innovation. 
the reason I say that's funny is because you get insults for people like me who were called flat earthers. We're not. The other side are. But how many people today challenge the status quo? And how many people, when I say challenge the status quo, I don't mean a politician. I mean people in society. How many people will stand up among their friends and their family and, and will question everything? And will, will try and have a reasonable conversation with people saying, why do you think that? What, what makes you, what, what human experience are you following that makes you come to your conclusion? Right or wrong? And how many people let that conversation happen? How many people actually believe it's okay to have a difference of opinion? That if you have a difference of opinion, that that's okay, that we can still be friends and we can still interact because there's a common principle under underpinned in our relationship that we respect each other. And that we can actually agree to disagree. Now, I'm thinking there's a poverty there. That it's, as the definition says, it's a state of being inferior in quality. Well, I would make the case that the, the culture we live in today, in America, in Ireland, in Europe, is inferiority to the, the situation that used to be in America. Where you used to have logic and reason, you used to have principles, you used to have the ability to agree to disagree. Is there anyone out there that would actually look at society today on just this, on logic, reason and principles and truth that would say our society right here, right now is more superior than any other time in, in US history? Let's just focus in on America. Is there anyone who would think that? I can't imagine. I don't know anyone who thinks that. Maybe I do. <laughs> Maybe there are people listening to the show who think that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I strongly disagree with you, though. Because today we live in a culture where if you dare challenge the status quo, if you dare have a difference of opinion, you're, you, we want to crush you. I think the biggest solution to overcome this is people speaking out and speaking out in a certain way with love, with encouragement, saying it's okay to agree to disagree. That cannot be solved. If you believe there's a poverty in, in reason and truth and logic and principles, to anyone who's listening who's on the left, I would say, do you agree with that? And secondly, write me the bill that overcomes it. Because I don't see how any legislation or regulation, or whether it's constitutional or not, can overcome that in society. The only way we can overcome that is by on, on the ground, by interacting with our fellow man, and interacting in the right way, and overcoming that poverty. Because... All I know is if we continue on the path we are on, 
where we have all this great technology that makes our life so much easier in so many ways and we don't use it and logic and reason continue to go out the window and truth continues to go out the window how do you see that society working out well I can't imagine that society ending well I can't imagine that being a state of bliss Maybe that's what our communist friends talk about and when they talk about utopia. It's possible. I just don't see utopia working in a communist fashion or in this fashion. And I think I don't have all the answers. I wish I, was, I could st- sit here behind this microphone and say, well, if you do ABC, it's all sorted. That's your solution. I don't have the answers. I'm hoping someone who listens to this has the answers and that we can share them amongst each other. But I know for a fact, in my heart it's a fact, that if we don't change the way we interact with people and the way we do things, we're going to lose. And when I say we're going to lose, I don't mean we're going to lose an election. I don't mean we're going to lose the Supreme Court I mean we are going to lose as a society, as a culture. I mean we are going to lose more of our freedoms. I mean we are going to lose and live in a utopia that does not work. If you take nothing else from this show as a whole, utopia doesn't work. I live in one. There's a reason people want to get out of it. No one wants to live in a utopia. But I will finish with this point on this topic of of poverty. We need to challenge the status quo. Even the stuff that we think is right. If If you're like me, you love the Constitution. Or I'll even go one step further. If you're like me, you believe scriptures is the most important thing in your life. Do I think that should be challenged and questioned? Or do I think we should just, you know, just because it's scripture, God wrote it. It's divinely inspired. We should just follow it, right? Well, I would say wrong. I would say what Thomas Jefferson said. And bearing in mind, I'm saying this about scriptures. There is nothing more important in my life. So if I say this about scriptures, I mean it for everything. And Thomas Jefferson once said, Question with boldness, even the existence of a God. Because if there be one, he must must more approve of the homage of reason than that of blindfolded fear. That is Thomas Jefferson. And I would ask you just to focus in on the last couple of words and look at society today. Whether it's a politician, whether it's a party, whether it's a media company, whether it's just people you like. How many people today say question with boldness? Question me with boldness. Question my show with boldness. How many people today want your loyalty and no matter what? How many people want you to blindly follow them? And how many people 
actually call for the homage of reason, for logic, for questioning you. Even Jesus Christ didn't want blindfolded fear. He said, follow me if you want. But he didn't get his knickers in a twist when someone said, I, I actually don't want to follow you. I'm, I'm good. You, you go your road and I'll go my road. He, he didn't sort of, well, no, you can't. You, you, you can't go your own way. Do you know who I am? you got to follow me. No, he just went along. Because we all have to find our own path. And we must question with boldness everything. I'm going to talk a lot more about these poverties over the, the coming weeks and months. But that is something I just want you to think about right now. Do you think we live in that type of poverty? Or do you think we are more superior now with logic, reason, truth and principles than we have ever been before in the history of the world? i got to take a quick break, America. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. 